because we can generate 3D renderings, mm -hmm. we can create 3D models on the screen and you can look at it. But I kind of relate it to if you're gonna go to the Grand Canyon, you can look at pictures of the Grand Canyon all day long yeah. and then you show up and you're like, wow, okay, this is bigger than I thought. Okay? Right. We know it's one of the wonders of the world, but until you get there and you experience it, you really don't understand on the value of it. So that's where VR comes in. When you are designing something, wouldn't it be nice to also have the ability to walk through the space in more than just your mind's eye? I'm Todd Wyant and welcome to the Bridging the Gap podcast. You're invited to join my mission to embrace and share the innovations transforming the AEC, MEP and manufacturing industries. Today, I'm excited to be joined by Mark Petrucci, Director of CTG Services at Applied Software. All right, welcome to the show, Mark. Thank you. Excited to have you on the, the podcast here. My uh, first one in a long time, so <laughs> glad to be part of it. Yeah, I was telling you beforehand that I, I think that you were one of our first guests three years ago when it, this show looked drastically different, but. So long ago that I forgot all about it, so <laughs> <laughs> glad to be part of it again. That's right, it's a little bit different format now, but mm -hmm. excited to have you. Can you Great. start by giving just kind of a brief overview of your background. Sure, uh, well, come from upstate New York, went to school as a civil engineer, uh, graduated, uh, worked five years in upstate New York, mm -hmm. moved to Atlanta in 95, got a job with an architectural firm, um, was hired to be their CAD manager. AutoCAD was just getting popular in the early 90s, and so I became a CAD manager, and then that developed into an IT manager. I was there for 13 years. Okay. Then when we, grew to about 120 people. I decided to move on to a much bigger firm. Um, I've always been a customer of Applied Software. Oh, and nice. um, in 2007, I reached out to Applied, looking to help companies transition over from CAD to BIM. Okay. And uh, that fit me really well because my background in CAD and BIM, it was a good transition. Mm -hmm. And then in 2014, when Autodesk started to focus on construction, um, they asked if I wanted to lead the services team. And so since 2014, I now lead the construction technology group at Applied Software, and we manage all the services around BIM 360, Bluebeam, um, PlanGrid, and VR, something that came up a few years ago that I thought would be a great tool, not only for design, but also construction. Mm, nice, so can you uh, explain the difference between AR and VR? Yeah, well, there's AR, there's VR, there's MR, there's a lot of combinations, but, um, First, you know, when we talk about BIM and the, and the BIM files, we're talking about a virtual world. Mm -hmm. So what VR stands for is virtual reality. And with VR, you are completely immersed into a virtual world. Okay. So you'll put on a pair of goggles and you won't see anything around you. And so by com being completely immersed in it, you kind of experience some of the feelings as though you're in a real building. Uh -huh. um, AR is when we place the virtual world and overlay it on top of the real world. Mm. So a common example is Pokemon Go. And okay. yeah. see people walking around with their phones and they're chasing these digital or virtual characters that are floating around somewhere in space and they're looking for those characters. I've never done it, sure. so I can't tell sure. you exactly how it works. <laughs> um, but AR is a combination of virtual and blending it with the real. VR is when you're completely inside a virtual model. Interesting, so how would an AEC firm leverage both AR and VR? 
Yeah. The VR would be great. Actually, AR and VR would be, be great both for design as well as construction. Okay. Um, for new buildings, you know, a lot of time people outside of the construction industry or design industry, they don't get a sense for the size or the space. Mm -hmm. And so by using VR, we can actually put them in the building before it's ever constructed, before we ever break ground. Um, it's critical that that the owner experiences what it's like because too many changes happen during construction mm -hmm. and that's the worst time to make changes. So by placing owners and even contractors and designers in the model before construction gives us a chance to experience it and make changes on the fly. Interesting, so I think you were touching on it there, but what are some of the kind of practical advantages of VR for a construction firm? Yeah, so for VR, a lot of it has to do with um, what we call 4D BIM, which deals with the 3D model and scheduling. Uh, what a lot of people don't understand is just how much time is spent planning the project. During the construction phase, you have to plan, you know, what gets built when, mm -hmm. um, who's gonna do it. So there's a lot of time spent. Project schedule is critical. If you miss the schedule, that can cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars. And uh -huh. so with VR and construction, uh, contractors are able to see the project constructed virtually before we ever get to the job site. Mm -hmm. Now, not to say that happens on all projects, because some projects, um, the, the superintendent, the project managers, they, they've done similar projects. So they don't always need VR. And so I do want to emphasize VR is a great tool, but there's a time and a place for it. And that's where we try and help customers understand when is a good time for VR, when is a good time for AR, mm. uh, because there are some differences. So what are some potential challenges and, and pitfalls that people should be kind of on the, the lookout and aware for when working in VR? Yeah, well, you know, VR and AR both, um, we see it a lot. You'll see online videos and people don't realize just how much um, time has to be involved to just kind of plan it out. Yeah. Um, it's not plug and play. You need specific hardware, you need specific software, and they have to be able to talk nice with each other. Um, if you try and take the cheap way out, then you're gonna be sacrificing some things that you, don't, you may not necessarily wanna sacrifice. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of VR systems out there and they all do some things the same and then other things that are unique to each one. Mm. So it's important that you also get the right system uh, for yourself. A lot of people also look at the price of the equipment. Um, the equipment that we have here in our office, uh, we bought some equipment a few years ago. I think we ended up spending about $400 on the goggles. Then mm. we spent another, I wanna say $1,800 on a computer to run it. Mm. So we had to get the right hardware. Mm. Um, and people tend to look at that cost and they're kind of, they back away from it. But what they really don't realize is the benefits that if you use VR, you'll save money later on during design and during construction. And so have that long-term view in mind. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely, it's a business decision and it's important that they understand that there's gonna be a cost up front, but there's a value, there's a, a return on investment mm -hmm. to invest in VR. Interesting, is the, the software, is it really up to, to snuff in a, in a practical sense, or is it just kind of a cool toy, fun to have? Yeah, you know, it's cool. A lot of games out there, you can do it, but I relate it to like your phone. You uh -huh. know, your phone, you can download apps and you got some cool games on there, but then there's so much more you can do with your phone. And so same thing with VR, as long as you apply it the right way, mm -hmm. um, you can receive tremendous benefits from it. And again, 
Just like on a phone, there are different apps that do some of the similar things. Mm -hmm. Same thing in the VR world. There are different VR programs. Each one has their own unique features. And it's important that customers kind of see each program so they kind of understand what's similar and what's different. Interesting. Uh, so what stage of the design process is it more relevant to use AR and VR? Yeah, well, obviously for either of those, you need a model. So mm -hmm. the sooner you can get it involved, the better. Mm -hmm. um, you, you need a 3D model. So designers have to generate 3D models. A lot of times the, the architect will be ahead of the engineers. And so if we can get the architects using VR and showing their owners, their customers, a VR model, the first thing that they'll do is they'll get a sense of just the size of the space. Okay. It's, it's so common that people who are not designers just underestimate uh, the, the, how big a room might be or how small it might be. Mm. Um, it's all based on feel. You know, we can design buildings all day long, but it needs to feel a certain way. And VR kind of brings that, it brings that feeling of, hey, this space is big or it's too small. Let's make some adjustments on the fly because it's a lot easier during design than it is during construction. Yeah, I imagine that really helps being able to uh, visualize it in a whole different way than just seeing it on a computer screen. Too. Yeah, and I tell people, and I, and I often use the term, you have to experience VR mm -hmm. because we can generate 3D renderings. Mm -hmm. We can create 3D models on the screen and you can look at it. But I kind of relate it to if you're going to go to the Grand Canyon, you can look at pictures of the Grand Canyon all day long. Yeah. And then you show up and you're like, wow, okay, this is bigger than I thought. Right. <laughs> we know it's one of the wonders of the world. But until you get there and you experience it, you really don't understand on the value of it. So that's where mm -hmm. VR comes in. It really helps people understand the project before we ever get started with construction. The Bridging the Gap podcast is brought to you by Applied Software. With solutions for the modern project, Applied Software is on a mission to transform industries by empowering clients and championing innovation with real-world expert consultants. Their comprehensive array of solutions for AEC, MEP, and manufacturing has a singular focus, helping you achieve higher performance. With software, training, support, consulting, and custom development, Applied Software has you covered. Visit asti.com and let them know we sent you. Yeah, very cool. I bet the owners would really like this and be, help push it. They do, and you know, some owners do, some don't. Um, the thing that what really benefits the owners again is that they can see the project, they could experience it. Um, you know, one of the other benefits that we don't really get into too much with. VR upfront, and we try and avoid it. Actually, deals with um, you know materials and colors. Oh. Um, trying to simulate colors and patterns and fabrics in a model, we don't do that upfront. We do that usually later on. Okay. But you know the the owners will sometimes and say, well, can I see what it looks like with this color carpet and this color wall? Mm. And while that could be done, we there's a time and a place when we want to discuss that. Mm. So we try and introduce it to the owners at a particular time and what they need to see. And then when we're ready to talk about maybe finishes, mm -hmm. then show them some options. Gotcha. Going back to the, the model, you said you have to start with the 3D model. Does having VR and knowing that you're gonna be in that virtual reality space, does it change the way you have to go about building the model? It does. Um, I'll give you a good example. Project Amelia is a house that we're working with the owners in uh, Florida, Amelia Island. Okay. 
normally when we're designing a home, we don't model all the trim work. You know, we may show the trim work in a section view, we'll show the trim work in an elevation view, mm -hmm. but we typically don't place 3D trim all through the entire building yeah. or the home. As we were walking through the home early on, we noticed, okay, there's trim on this wall, but not this wall. <laughs> and while that wouldn't affected the overall project, yeah. That is something that would jump out to the owner and say, well, why is there no trim over here? Right. So we have to make sure that we add a lot more detail to the model mm -hmm. so that it, the owner's not drawn to that. They're drawn to just the overall size of the project. Yeah. You don't want that one little detail them kind of right. zeroing in on. Exactly. The, yeah. the point of it is to have that experience. Exactly. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, so how does AR and VR and, or MR, uh, yeah. how does that help with collaboration? You know, it's, um, it's interesting. Uh, I was at Autodesk University uh, this past November, and um, I saw some VR programs out there that allows multiple people from different parts of the country, even the world, to be in the same VR model. Oh, wow. And so by having multiple people inside the same VR, VR model, you're now collaborating, uh -huh. and you're reviewing the model together. You know, a lot of times we're just sharing drawings or 3D views back and forth, mm -hmm. but actually collaborating live within a model benefits the entire team. So the collaboration aspect of VR um, has really kind of set it apart that there's nothing like it. Conference call does not replace it. Looking at 3D models on the screen doesn't compare. Actually holding collaboration meetings inside a VR model with multiple people at the same time in the same model um, is a tremendous benefit. Uh, do you see a movement towards doing that? I do. In fact, we have a local architect here that was looking to do that. Mm -hmm. um, so they weren't sure with which program to go with. So we worked with them. We first reviewed what they wanted, their needs. Then I contacted four different VR companies. Um, I interviewed each one, told them what our needs were. Mm -hmm. And then we set up a demo with each one. and. The architect and the vendor were able to, to work together, collaborate, be in the same VR model, and experience what it was like to be able to collaborate. One of them, one of them in particular, which I found fascinating, and when I saw it at AU, I put on the headset and immediately I heard a woman's voice behind me and she said, hi Mark, I'm right behind you. And then they turned around, there's just a, a silhouette of a person standing there and she introduced herself. Hi, I'm Lindsay, I'm gonna show you around. Oh, wow. And I said, are you real? And <laughs> yeah. she, says, she says, yes, I'm in Portland. Oh, wow. And I said, all right. And so it was a little weird at first talking with her, yeah. but I could see her head move, I could see her hands move. But as we started to continue to talk and she was showing me around the VR model, I completely forgot about her being this virtual person yeah. and more of a real person that I'm speaking with. Interesting. That's Super, uh, it's like the, the future is is here now. You know, you always, growing up, you had all the, the future predictions of this virtual reality space and that you yeah, do I've, stuff like that and it's yeah, here now. You know, we're not, we don't have flying cars yet, but. <laughs> um, the Jetsons aren't fully not, here yet. <laughs> not yet, but um, the ability to have these meetings with multiple people in a virtual world is really, I, I found it fascinating. And um, we showed it to our customer and mm -hmm. the customer uh, decided to go with the, another route because there were some features that they wanted, 
but they were still very much impressed with the ability to collaborate inside a 3D model. Yeah, very cool. Uh, so one of the kind of ever escalating problems in the industry is uh, with rising labor costs and uh, having to do a bunch of rework. Is is there a play here for AR and VR to, to help reduce some of that? Yeah, absolutely. I mentioned earlier about changes. Um, you know, when we make changes during design, they're fairly quick. We go into the model, we make those changes. Mm -hmm. When the changes start to happen in construction, it has a lot of negative impact. Number one, you have to pull a crew that could be moving forward with their work. They now have to pull back and go back and fix something or change something. Mm -hmm which means now that maybe the contractor has to hire more people to stay on schedule, which means now they have to spend more money to be able to stay on schedule. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, they're pretty good with any sort of rework. The quality, sometimes people comment about the quality uh, may be um, not, as, not as well. It, it, it may be affected, mm -hmm. but normally contractors are pretty good with the quality. It's the impact on the schedule and the labor cost mm -hmm. that is typically affected. Interesting. Uh, so what are, you touched on some, but what are some examples of clients that have switched over to, to using AR and VR? So we had one client, uh, an architectural firm, a local firm here, they were working on a project in New York. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a pretty interesting project. Um, they wanted to see what customers would experience walking into the store mm -hmm. and what they would experience going through the checkout line and coming out of the store. Um, what was so interesting about this particular project was it was an old building and it had all these vaulted curved ceilings and columns. Uh, the, the, the work was just amazing. The, the masons who created this, you know, mm. I don't know how many years ago, but they had that all modeled. And so they had all the aisles put in there. So we really got to experience what it was like to be a customer as we walked into the door, into mm. the store and walked around. Um, they had a loft area, which we were able to walk up into the loft area nice. and, th and then look out at the entire store, which was just an amazing experience because I had never seen the site, but I felt like I was there. Yeah. And for the architect, they found the benefit of, of experiencing what it would be like once the project was completed and be able, being able to communicate that to the owner. The Bridging the Gap podcast is brought to you by Applied Software's Live Lab Learning a virtual classroom experience where students can listen, interact, and learn from veteran real-world application specialists in real time from anywhere in the world. LiveLab is the affordable, convenient way for your staff to take Autodesk certified training courses and even earn some AIA continuing education credits, all from the comfort of your own office. Visit asti.com for more information and let them know we sent you. Interesting, very cool. Uh, is this something with AR and VRs that you can kind of just dabble in or do you have to jump all in at, at once? Yeah, I, I think if you're gonna go buy your game system that has VR, that might be something you jump into. Mm -hmm. um, what I would recommend, like I said earlier, there's a lot of different programs out there mm -hmm. and they all have some unique features to them. Um, you have to make an investment in the hardware. I think the investment in the hardware is gonna be the same with whatever system you go with. Mm -hmm. But I think you need to look at the, the software that's available. Um, what we like to do here at Applied Software, we wanna first find out what the customer may need or what their expectations are. Mm -hmm. And then we like to offer some recommendations and then work with the customer to make the best solutions. Mm -hmm. We don't implement VR but we like to manage the process of finding it and then 
helping control that project so that it's implemented the best way possible. But we are independent of which hardware and which software customers uh, want to go with. Mm -hmm. We want to make sure we provide them the best solution. Interesting. Uh, so you were touching on this, but if you can unpack it a bit more, how do, how do people, um, you know, what's kind of that first step of going into to VR and then how do you start to to analyze those different softwares? Yeah, I think the first step is um, just to get them introduced to it and experience it. So like here at our office, we've got some sensors that are set up. We have our VR system, we've mm -hmm. got our computer set up. You know, if we have the customer come out here and can put on the VR goggles, they immediately realize when I say you need to experience it. Yeah. Okay, it's not just a 3D model. So they first have to understand that feeling that you get when you're in your, your model, because mm -hmm. that's, that's critical. Um, if they can't come here, um, I've, got, I've got a suitcase that can pack up all my gear real nice and travel across the country oh, wow. and nice. demo it as well. Um, again, I demo the hardware, but it's not the hardware that's important. It's, mm -hmm. it's the experience of what VR is. Mm -hmm. So I first th I think they need to experience it, again, in a business environment, not a game system. You know, mm -hmm. you can fight zombies all you want. <laughs> it's not the same. Yeah. So I think it's important that they first experience it. Then to sit down with, with us and review what their expectations are. Um, they may not realize what they can get from it, what the benefits are. Mm -hmm. So we like to communicate some of the benefits of VR as well. And then hopefully they learn more and understand what the potential could be for their, for their company. Yeah. Uh, do you see it, that light bulb going off pretty quick when they oh, yeah. start experiencing it? it? It's amazing how quickly the light bulb goes off. And um, I remember our owner here, when I talked to him, when I first mentioned it to him, and he said, all right, let's get a set. Let me see what's going on. And as soon as he put it on, he got it immediately. Yeah. Um, so we started meeting with different architectural firms and um, showing it to them and they immediately got it as well. Yeah, very cool. So looking five, 10 years out, what do you see as some predictions for the industry using AR and VR? Yeah, um, I think there's actually gonna be more potential for AR than there is VR. Um, VR is fairly controlled oh. where we're in an environment where we have our hardware and we have uh, a room set up so that we can walk through the model. Mm -hmm. The renderings will get better, the, the realization will get better. But on the AR side, with AR by superimposing the virtual onto the real world, mm -hmm. that's gonna get easier to do. Um, right now when I put on VR goggles, it could sense my room and so let's say during construction, I need to um, place some walls in this particular area. I can put on the AR goggles and I can see where the walls have to go. Mm. And so I could walk over there and, and start laying out my walls. Mm -hmm. Now it's a little shaky. So it, the, the AR is still kind of getting more precise, mm -hmm. but I see that's probably gonna have more of an impact than VR will. I'm actually excited to see where we can go with AR because the whole idea of superimposing the virtual onto the real, mm -hmm. I think is gonna be a tremendous benefit for everybody. Yeah, sounds like it. Uh, so what are some future projects that you're working on? So we're working, uh, we're working with an architectural firm right now uh, that they have a project in Denver that um, they're, they're still on the fence, they, they haven't seen VR live yet, uh -huh. um, so I'm making plans to travel out there to show it to them, mm -hmm. but they understand the benefits and they see other people doing it. And so they want that ability. 
um, with a homeowner or home builder in Florida. Mm. Um, a lot of homeowners, they are looking at homes on online yeah. and they're selecting homes and having them built, but they're still not quite um, experiencing what, what, it's, what the final product would be like. Mm. So we're working with a home builder in Florida um, trying to show them the benefits of using VR. Um, we still need to make plans to visit their office and show it to them. But Project Amelia will be one of our projects that we present. Nice. Yeah. Can you unpack Project Amelia a bit more and just kind of explain what it is? I know you've been super sure. instrumental in it. Yeah, so Project Amelia, um, you know, an interesting story related to VR with Project Amelia. Um, it's a, a homeowner in Amelia Island and they're building a brand new home in a beautiful subdivision. Mm -hmm. um, this homeowner, luckily or for us, they were very interested in technology, mm -hmm. um, very forward thinking. So mm -hmm. they wanted to see what tools were available for them. Um, VR was one of them. And that's where we learned when we created the model that we add, needed to add more detail mm -hmm. for the homeowner. Um, something that happened though at the job site, I was there uh, earlier this year, concrete was poured and I was training some of the contractors how to lay out the walls using some other equipment to do that with instead of just using an old tape measure. Um, chalk lines were laid out and the homeowner showed up and she looked at the chalk line and she said, she said, boy, these rooms feel smaller than I thought. And that's when I had to kind of remind her that, you know, the VR model, that's what it's gonna feel like. Yeah. Um, it feels different when you have chalk on the, on, on the ground. It feels different when you put up just wood studs. It feels different when you put up drywall. It feels different when you paint it. Yeah. So the feeling changes over time. And we wanna make sure that it feels right towards the end of the project because if it doesn't feel right, they'll never be happy. Right. And so um, that, that's just an example that actually happened dealing with our, our customer and how VR affected their feelings for their own project. Nice, and the cool thing with Project Amelia too is there's a video series that kind of documenting different stages. There is, I think we're up to five or six videos right now. So um, there's a contest online when Project Amelia will be done. Yeah. Uh, so people can take a look at the videos online. Um, I'm in a few videos and some other team members are in the videos, but uh, it's a whole series. Um, we're trying to show all the different technologies that are available uh -huh. and how they could benefit the project. So uh, I encourage people to go out to our, our website and take a look at those videos. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll put a link to that in the, the show notes so people can okay. uh, click over there pretty easy. Well, uh, so you brought a real model. I think the Project Amelia model. Yes. And yep. so we're gonna put on the VR. I'm gonna yes. get to experience it. <laughs> yes. Pretty excited about that. So anybody listening to the, the podcast, we'll put a link in the show notes there again, and they can watch the, the video experience of it. Thank you to those listening. If you're interested in learning more, visit our sponsor, Applied Software, at asti.com. You can also listen to this podcast anytime by simply going to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out our website, bridgingthegappod.com. Until next time, I'm Todd Wyant, thanking you for joining us on the Bridging the Gap podcast. Keep innovating. Thanks for listening to the Bridging the Gap podcast. Please spread the word by giving us a five-star review and sharing with your friends and coworkers. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to check out our other applied software podcasts, the AEC Disruptors. 
Thanks for listening. Bridging the Gap is produced by Alyssa Chartier and edited by Eric Daniel. Bridging the Gap is an Applied Software production. Copyright Applied Software 2020.